0: Welcome to the Pastor's Study. I'm Pastor Rocky Fritz coming to you from the First Baptist Church in Amboy, Illinois. I encourage you to follow along in your Bible with pen and notebook in hand as we study the scripture verse by verse and word by word. We are currently traveling the Romans road. Gather your things together and turn in your New Testament to Paul's epistle to the Romans. Continuing now in Romans 15, verse 17 reads, I have therefore whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. Paul's glory or his boasting, his praise, his delight is not in himself, but only in the things that pertain to or belong to God. In verse number 18, For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ hath not wrought by me, to make the gentiles obedient by word and deed it's not me but it's christ living in me that he's been able to use as he says here to bring the gospel to the gentiles to the non-jewish world in verse number 19, Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Yea, so have I strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. But as it was, is written, to whom... He was not spoken of, they shall see, and they that have not heard shall understand. Here we see an outline of Paul's mode or method of ministry as he was used to bring the gospel to the European nations. In verse number 22 and 23 he continues, For which cause also I have been much hindered from coming to you, But now have no more place in these parts, and having great desire these many years to come unto you. Paul's greatest desire was to come to Rome. Of course, Rome was the capital of the Roman Empire, the very heart of the Gentile world. Paul had big ambitions and big plans throughout his ministry, and yet he was fully submitted and fully surrendered to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in every decision that he made. In verse number 24, "...whensoever I take my journey to Spain, I will come to you, for I trust to see you in my journey and to be brought on my way hitherward by you. If first I be somewhat filled with your company. He would plan on stopping by Rome on his journey to Spain. That was the direction he was planning on heading, maybe in his next missionary journey. In verse number 25, but now I go to Jerusalem to minister to the saints. Now, if you remember, when Paul wrote this epistle to the Romans, he was in the city of Corinth and he was headed back to Jerusalem. And, of course, he was ministering to the Gentiles, and yet he still had a heart towards the Jews. He was concluding, at the time of this writing, what we refer to as his third missionary journey. And as he headed back towards Jerusalem, he stopped by outside of the city of Ephesus, where his converts and fellow believers had begged him not to go to to Jerusalem, because they feared he would be killed. And uh, he was nearly killed last time he was in Jerusalem, and they knew that the men that sought his life were still there searching and waiting for him. And yet he was willing to die for the cause of Christ if need be. He was not bashful to give his life for the very cause of the gospel which he preached and lived by. Now we read in the book of Acts how he was later arrested when he went to Jerusalem. And then he would eventually be taken to Rome as a prisoner. His ministry or his mission to go to Rome would be accomplished, but certainly not the way that he had planned or hoped for. Uh, The reason for his return to Jerusalem is next mentioned in verse number 26. For it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia, to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. The Gentile believers that Paul had ministered to were seeking to help the poor or the persecuted Jewish believers that were still in Jerusalem and the great persecution that was taking place there. And Paul had been chosen or maybe he volunteered to deliver the gifts of this offering back to Jerusalem, to these poor saints. And verse number 27, It hath pleased them verily, and their debtors they are, for if the Gentiles have been made partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister unto them in carnal things. Now Paul here, of course, is speaking of the Gentile believers that had a great heart of gratitude toward their Jewish brethren. They realize that the gospel came to them through the nation of Israel. There was no resentment to Israel as they previously had before their conversion, but now they realize that they are one through the work of the gospel of Christ and by the Spirit of God. And I'll mention that no true Bible-believing Christian has ever sought to harm or destroy the Jewish people. Many that claim the Christian religion have for centuries been persecutors or hated the Jews. To hate or abuse any people group is contrary to every tenet of Bible Christianity, especially towards God's chosen people of the Old Testament. That God has previously defined in this book. He set them aside for some time, but He has not forsaken them. Now, in verse number 28 and 29, we read, When therefore I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I will come by you into Spain. And I am sure that when I come to, unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the Gospel of Christ. Paul desires of course to preach in Rome in his next missionary journey. Now the Holy Spirit had previously changed Paul's course through a heavenly vision and a second missionary journey which steered him uh, towards uh, Europe. Uh, God will use now persecution and the disdain of religious and civil government back in Jerusalem to bring him to Rome and not as an itinerant preacher or as a missionary but as a prisoner on board a prison ship he'll make his journey to Rome Uh, Paul lived a life of total abandonment and surrender to the Holy Spirit and what an example he sets for us even today verse number 30 now I beseech you I beg you brethren For the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Paul desired more than anything else from the people of God the prayers of God's people. And certainly God's people unite together in the work of God through prayer. The strength of any work of God comes from the prayer closet. The place where God meets with his people and energizes and strengthens his people to do the work of God. And notice in the next couple of verses the four specific requests that Paul has for prayer from God's people. In verse number 31, first of all, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea. Pray, first of all, for deliverance from hostile unbelievers. And then secondly, uh, and that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints. Pray with us that God would use these gifts from the Gentile believers to be a blessing and encouragement to their Jewish kinfolk in Jerusalem. And verse number 32 The third request he has, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God, that I may have a joyful journey, and certainly Paul had no idea at this time of the writing of this book how he would come as a prisoner, but we are reminded that even in the worst of circumstances, a Christian can experience the joy of the Lord and i have a feeling that even on that prison ship paul may have been chained up as he was in other places yet he's singing the praises of god he's rejoicing in the god of his salvation and then the final request he has for them to pray for is and that i may with you be refreshed that we will one day sit down in fellowship together and share the joy of the Lord together and be refreshed in the gospel, in the word of God, that Paul would be able to preach and they would be able to hear the word of God uh, from his message. Now in verse number 33, now the God of peace be with you all, amen. Now Paul's final farewell in this chapter, he speaks of God's peace and the presence of God as the greatest blessing that any one of us could know. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus in John chapter number 14 where he spoke to his disciples and said in verse 27 peace I leave with you my peace I give unto you not as the world giveth give I unto you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid no matter what our circumstances we can still And always have the peace of God. We don't need to have the troubled hearts that the world has because we know Jesus Christ and the gospel of Christ. I close today by asking you life's most important question. Have you personally received the gospel, the good news as presented to us in the book of Romans? This book describes in detail God's one and only way of salvation and sanctification. When God works in our lives, He begins a work of transformation. This transformation begins at the moment of salvation and will not be complete until we are living forever in His presence. There's no hope of eternal life in heaven without knowing Jesus Christ. So likewise, there's no life that compares to living daily in the presence of Jesus today. If you have any questions, concerns, or needs, please contact us at fbcamboy.org. I look forward to the next leg of our journey as we travel the Romans Road.